0: a positive spin. A well-being podcast without all the BS. Some of the BS. A little S.
1: I'm Kate Barron. And I <laughs> <laughs> What? What did I do? Did I say it too
0: fast? No, it's like some of the BS, some of the S. I'm Kate Barron. Uh, I and I'm Sarah Sargman. No, I like Really how-
1: hard time with the opening. I like
0: how you do it because every time I listen to myself do it, it's like I'm announcing... The evening news. I'm yeah. Sarah Starkman, and tonight. And I just come in like the homeless person behind you, like. Blah, blah. We're like, who let Andy in? Kick yeah. her out. Who won?
1: What? I don't know. Who let Andy in? Yeah. Okay. 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 I don't like <laughs> Why are you so nuts? I wanted you to sing the opening. Sarah has an amazing voice. Imagine I'm just like, oh, welcome. No, I can. Why would I ever? I love that. If I had a good (laughs) voice, I would sing all the time. Literally, I'd be the most annoying human that ever lived. I love your voice. I wish you would sing to me forever.
0: I'm going to call you and sing you lullabies. Oh, my
1: God. Please do that. Don't leave me a voicemail because I don't answer my voicemails or I don't don't listen to them. Do you ever? No, I got voice to text. So it comes and it's like, hello, Kate. yeah, no, it's, it's just, it goes through my text. So it just shows up as a text going, hello, Catherine, question mark? This is, and then it'll be like some version. So I can get the gist of a message from the text and then it has the callback number and I can be like, am I going to call the person back or no? Usually no.
0: Um, so so Phil's car reads him his text messages. Yeah, and so
1: do you send him shit just specifically for the car to read. So I didn't
0: know that he had that, and I sent him a text saying like he he written me saying that he was leaving work and whatever see me soon, and then I guess when I got it, he was already in the car driving, and I wrote back like, um, cool, me and the boo. Are blobbing out like Blobbity blobs And then he just like Clicked it not knowing it was like Me and the boo Are blobbiting out Like blobbity blobs And like what the fuck?
1: I feel like that could Entertain you Endlessly on like A road trip You just texting Phil constantly in a car And you guys having it Here and you know? That would actually Be hilarious That's
0: really funny Uh oh yeah. New sketch idea
1: No Yes um, Maybe I mean yeah Just just go for it Yeah do it But like an at home it. Sketch for just you <laughs> Maybe not for the world. For not for... They're not ready for it. Not for general consumption. (laughs) You are just so advanced. And I don't want... Yeah, the world's just not ready for a beauty like you.
0: Thank you. That makes me feel so much better.
1: Yeah. I feel like we're on Shatter Island and I'm trying to like talk you down.
0: I haven't seen that either. Oh, what the fuck? Because I don't like watching scary stuff. It's not even like a
1: scary movie. Well, I don't know. I don't really... I mean... Yeah.
0: I I scare easy. How easy? Like, super easy. Like, I don't watch Black Mirror. Boom. Okay. Wait, I have to tell you something about
1: that. You just put your pants?
0: No. So, I used to. So, my room in my house growing up um, was like around a corner. And my dad used to think it was hilarious to scare the absolute shit out of my my sister and I. So, we used to hide in the laundry room and when i would come around the corner i couldn't see anything to get into my room and he would pop out and be like and i would literally just crumble to the ground and shake and he thought it was hysteria he did to my sister and i for years so i feel like as a result i think that's made me a really jumpy child person
1: uh you're a jumpy child yeah um i fucking love scaring people so much or like jumping out at them I worked with this girl and I, and I, it wasn't like intentional, but like, I'm just like, you wouldn't think to know it, but like, I have a quiet step <laughs> about me. And so I would just walk up and then I'd be like, Hey, it's like, don't, do And she'd like freak out. And I fucking made me like piss my pants every time. I love people. My brother and sister and I, when we were home alone, when we were younger, we would turn off all the lights in our house and run around just scaring the shit out of each other and hiding. And it was the funniest thing ever. It's
0: like hide and seek next level for the psychos. The next
1: level where you're just like bashing your skull against the wall. Be like, just come out. Turn on the fucking lights already. And you're just freaking out. But it's like so. And we're all just like mom and dad. Come on. And everyone's just like sweating and panting. <laughs> Adrenaline. And like what the fuck? And you're bleeding. And you're like, what is happening here? Or like, let's never do that again until next time. That would be fucking. I just love that shit so much. <laughs> Like I scaring- don't like being scared, but I love scaring other people. Yeah,
0: I like scaring other people. I love scaring my sister. Because I feel
1: like if someone tried to do that to me now, and like I live alone, I would just be like, okay, and I'd jump out my window. And I know I only live on the first floor, but <laughs> I'd probably definitely roll my ankle or like hurt my wrist or something. And I would just, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Like I literally, if somebody was like trying to scare me, I would just be like, okay, I'm just gonna overdose on like whatever. I don't know if Got you're me telling vitamins. me some. Uh- don't do it. <laughs> Don't. I'll try to overdose on gummy vitamins.
0: <laughs> Your nails and hair just immediately grow.
1: <laughs> I'm just this beautiful corpse with these beautiful nails and really long hair. It's like a mermaid corpse. <laughs> yeah. My legs fuse together. <laughs> be, would, what happened? Oh, she got scared, obviously. Don't you idiots know that? Oh, the Have you seen te- a fucking mermaid corpse before? <laughs> oh, this is the fourth one this week. She OD'd on nature's bounty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, if, that was good. If I ever die, which probably won't happen. No, not until you're 107. <laughs> I Actually, one of my friend's dads genuinely believes he won't die till he's he's already like a million years old. But he, I think he genuinely thinks he's going to live to be like 500. He's like, he thinks he's invincible. And I, um, I don't, I don't know, maybe.
0: What, what's his background? Danish. Because I was going to say, like, what kind of meant, like, I would love that mentality as opposed to... Oh, just like, being like
1: egomaniac, Being narcissist. scared of everything.
0: <laughs> no, but more so like, you know, I feel like a lot of adrenaline junkies um sort of just think that they're invincible. But then they do these amazing things, whereas I'm I don't like, even think so scared. Invi- I don't
1: even think they think they're invincible. I think they just don't care. Like, oh, I don't know, actually. I don't know about... What- I don't know. I'm so not an adrenaline junkie.
0: But what a like interesting existence if you think that you're invincible. Maybe obnoxious as well. It's
1: It's like yeah, more of that. I think. Can't. Okay, this
0: know. is like just a little aside. I was actually just reading an article recently about Sarah. Their- I
1: don't know. We've gone pretty far down the trail of mermaid corpses. I don't know if we have the time for another <laughs> small aside here. Don't just, take us too far off the track of what we're talking about. <laughs> Nothing. We just got into the oh scary. In- in oh yeah.
0: Oh no, Kate. Okay. Whatever. There's people that genuinely are trying to live forever. They think that, like, the way the society uh, has adapted, frozen. Yeah. No, like they think that they can. I don't know how you cheat mortality, but um, that they think that they can live for hundreds of years by certain types of exercise and meditation, and you know, apple cider vinegar shots and whatever. That they think that we've gotten to the point in technology and science and and whatever is out there to be able to utilize that knowledge to far surpass i mean whatever the sort of meaty the the mean cutoff date is right not cutoff date but like age right because now it's like and people will live an average of 79 years and that grew so much from like originally 30 years and now they're saying that they think there's a word for them i can't remember it but they think that they can try and live until they're like two three hundred
1: yeah i think the word is idiots
0: yeah because the woman who started it her husband died fucking idiots no her husband died at 75 and then in brackets it says the irony is not lost on us and i was like well are they scientologists anyway
1: yeah good for you you live forever (laughs) yeah (laughs) good luck with that (laughs) um positive tell me some positive. positive um i performed last week I think, yeah, last week I performed at Gilda's Club, which is Gilda's Club in Toronto. I think there's multiple locations of it. It's for families who are have someone within the family who's struggling with cancer. It's like a community um, facility. And so it's people who themselves are dealing with cancer and uh, going through cancer treatments or families who have been affected by it. And they have just a whole bunch of stuff that happens there and resources and support. And they asked us the there's a really uh, great comic Anna Gustafson she hosted and she um invited me to come down and do a set for people and there was uh it was just an awesome crowd like it was really really cool and it was ho- very wholesome comedy and I'm not what did you to even that. talk about I sat there in silence I did a <laughs> mime routine <laughs> <laughs> it I, was, interpretive I dance. was in a box for about 15 <laughs> minutes and then I was just like fuck and I walked away <laughs> um, no, I did, like, I just, like, told stories and stuff, and just, like, uh, yeah, I just, like, kind of told some stories, and, but it was all, like, PG, but they were awesome, and they were, like, such a good little crowd, and it was cool to do it in there, and it just felt like, I don't know, it was just, it felt nice, like, it was kind of nice, and it's called, uh, what's the show called? It has, like, a great name, because it's just kind of... It's so good you forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's it. You're getting on my last nerve. It is called, just give me a minute, it's called Nevermind. It's called Nevermind. Which is why I forgot it, because like like, nevermind, whatever. Oh, okay. And the whole thing is like, well, never mind all the bad things that are happening right. to you, but just like take a minute to have a laugh and whatever. And it was uh, uh, myself, it was... Are you just going to plug away? No, whatever. Anyway, it was a great show. <laughs> I hate you so much. Why? Uh... <laughs> Me, Carol Zockley, and Todd Van Allen, and Anna Gustafson. There you go. Fuck you. What's your thing? You're just going to rip apart my things. so yeah. I'm ready for it. Go. Yeah? You help a little kid up the stairs? Yeah. Pervert. By help, I pushed him up the stairs? Yeah.
0: No. I kind of pulled like a Robin Hood move. I was, um, is this more
1: about <laughs> you chasing money down the street.
0: No, I'm you... not giving it to anybody. Yeah. No, no. Phil and I went to go grab coffees. And then there was this like latte that was just sort of sitting there. And I was like, who's is this, this? And the woman behind the counter was like, oh, I don't know. I guess I just put it there. And so I grabbed it and then went to give <laughs>
1: Give it to a homeless man. And then the woman who ordered her latte was like, hey, I was in the bathroom. Where the fuck's my latte? Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> she can afford another one. Okay. There's just a lot. I love the baristas like, oh, why is this here? I don't know. I probably just made one for no reason. I do that all the time. I just do extra work for no reason. No, it was for somebody. But she said that it had been there for a little while. But maybe
0: someone was thinking like a colossal dump. And I stole their well, latte. Well, then fuck them. Fuck them. The guy you,
1: trust me. You have time to take a dump. You have time to order another latte, okay? It's a no bullshit kind of coffee shop around here. You're very... Yeah, it's just like Robin Hood. Oh, my God. Can I be made Marian or whatever? What's his, like... I don't know. Yeah, I think it's made Marian. Yeah, Marian, yeah.
0: Um, anyway, but the guy it's was... A it was Robin Hood
1: mood. You it was really cold. Yes,
0: you take from the rich and give to the poor. That's what Robin Hood did.
1: Okay. Was Robin Hood always a fox? Oh my God! Wasn't he a real man? What? <laughs> wait, what wait, wait! 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 Oh, you wait! Know is he a bot? <laughs> <On the laughs> wasn't he a on the flower? <laughs> <laughs> what? What is happening? Wasn't he a man? We are hundred <laughs> percent sober. Yeah, this is like uh. oh. Yeah. Fucking handle
0: yeah, this. Anyway, the point is is this man was so so grateful. It was really cold outside and I felt like I made a good move. No questioning things, but like he next, was really happy.
1: Next week, what'd you do? Well, there was a guy changing in uh at the gap, and I reached my hand under and I took his pants, and I gave them to a homeless man, and you know what? Good for me. So fuck him, he's at the gap, he can afford them. Exactly. He bought himself a new pair of pants immediately. <laughs> yeah, no <chance>. shit. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I love shit. your Robin Hood movies. Literally <laughs> stealing from somebody, but that's what Robin Hood did. He like stole from kings. This is probably some fucking poor screenwriter writing their memoir or something, or like their autobiography.
0: Oh, that's oh my really god! Funny.
1: Good for you. You're just.
0: Oof! I'm knocking you know out of the
1: park. We are going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> we nailed it that just got you your entry into heaven despite everything you've ever done in your shitty life you did it congratulations thank you thank you done
0: it well i made it mom
1: I oh my it. god <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad oh. i can provide entertainment for someone jesus christ just you. you are just oh too much oh good <sighs>
0: okay <laughs> Well, tell me what other
1: things you. Oh, um, okay. So we found. I found this little lovely article. This happened recently. Um, it was someone in the UK. It was a ninety-three-year-old <laughs> man came home and his house was burglarized, and he was very shaken up by it and and very upset by it, obviously. Um, we've both been burgled. Yep. Not a fun experience, especially if you're older and you feel victimized and like already and just at risk for that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, really vulnerable. Um, and so this, this police officer went back to check on him to see if he was doing okay. And... Like the next day or whatever? I think so. Like the next day he went home. It was in Nottinghamshire community. Nottinghamshire. Um, and it was... He went to check on his home um, and officer Craig Bull, she, he went there and he saw that the guy had a piano there and there was a piece of music on it. And he said, he just saw that it was actually his, his grandmother's favorite piece of music. And the old man said it was like his wife's favorite piece or something like that, who she had passed away a couple of years ago. And so the police officer like played it for him and like played him music. And then they sat there and they talked about how he was a pilot in the war and about his kids and how... He lost his wife and he sat there and kind of comforted him in this video is like kind of blown up because he did this like really lovely, nice thing. I just like going back to check on him and, and yeah, just like, I, I love that.
0: Really nice. And especially cause there's so many stories right now and they obviously need to be told, but so many stories of police officers being corrupt pieces of absolute yeah. homophobic, misogynistic, racist pieces of shit. Yeah. And the truth is, is that that's They're not all. Like all... That. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, exactly. Uh, that's
1: great. So then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go on like a little first responder kick here. So the second one is this, (laughs) uh, the firefighters pay it forward. So firefighters, they went, there was like a, where is this here? This is in New Jersey. Um, Firefighters spent 24 hours battling a blaze at a local warehouse. They all went in for a breakfast at this diner and the waitress said, it's on me. Like I got it. And so she covered the whole bill for all the firefighters.
0: Uh, so then yeah, the firefighters
1: wanted that. to do something good for her. And they found out, <clears> I guess, <throat> that the waitress, um, her father is wheelchair bound and didn't have a van that was accessible or a mode of transportation for her dad. They created a GoFundMe page, helped her out, raised $17,000, got her a wheelchair accessible van. And they actually went way above the goal. And because. A thousand people donated and it got to, it was like $67,000 above her goal. And I think they donated it to somewhere. But yeah, like it was just like, she did a good thing for them. They did a good thing back for her. It's a beautiful story. And I just thought it was really fucking cool. And that's just, you know, I have like a a real soft spot for, especially for Firefighters because one, obviously, Yeah. yeah. And two, I know a bunch of guys who are firefighters and they're just like, I know how hard they work and the, and the shit they do and the plate and the positions they, they put, put themselves, themselves in, in, like cops exactly. firefighters and all those first responders who like put themselves in those situations. And I just loved it. I thought it was really nice. Yeah, that is. That's beautiful. So, you know, just a little, just a little love for the boys in uniform. <sighs> right?
0: Did you ever, um, oh, maybe you, have you ever heard of Crocodile Rock in the clubbing district? Yes. And they have 911 night? What? Wednesday nights is for, like, men in uniform.
1: Shut the fuck up. Swear to God, watery. But Crocodile Rock has, like, 19-year-olds that party there.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I went there to look for a man in uniform when I was 19. Oh, my God. But... it's still like. Do they still have that? They also have like cougar. They used to have cougar night, nine one one night at cross. Oh my god! It was like the first thing that popped up. Do they still do it? That is amazing. Yeah, Wednesdays club crawlers. Go get yourself a
1: first responder. Like, yeah, they're hot. They're or you sexy. could just just get somebody to dress up like that. Or just constantly call nine one one or pretend there's a fire in my pants. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs>
0: Hey, that works yeah hey, that works my really burning wrong. loins
1: it's not illegal at all can't put them out yeah so that was uh you know I thought you had a three-tiered cake over there well I did but then I didn't want to be there was also this other little thing a state trooper there was a woman who's a single mom she didn't have child care for her kid she worked at Starbucks uh the manager was like you know what it's fine bring the kid in and then during the breakfast rush they were a little bit worried because the kid was in its thing and they were playing with it and stuff but like a
0: real little baby like a
1: little baby in in a carrier and uh i think it was like a year old maybe or something and a state trooper came in and sat there and played with the kid and hung out with the kid while all the morning rush was happening and hung out with them and i thought it was really cool he's not avoiding responsibility
0: what are they doing over there? That the state troopers no, can just it's pick their nice. nose with this little
1: kid. See, I shouldn't have done the third one. No, it's <laughs> now you're resenting me and you're taking it out on the article. Isn't that you're, what we're doing? Isn't that you're what we're taking supposed to do? it out on the state trooper who did this nice, beautiful thing? and no it
0: was that is that's nice it's also really nice of the manager just to be like i thought you were gonna say that they brought the kid and then during the morning rush the kid was like giving out scones or like they had them like and the kid is like the foam.
1: cutest little girl ever look Oy. she's so adorable she probably
0: sold more coffees
1: that's probably why it's because she's so cute that yeah. he was like oh i'll take care of her if she was like a fugly little baby they'd be like
0: eh. well it does make it easier yeah right Um, yeah, so that's, That's what about you? What what do you got? So, I have this, um, there's a group of Tennessee women who call themselves the Bag Ladies.
1: I already feel like you belong in this group. Thank
0: you. And they have crocheted themselves a niche where they can help the homeless and save (laughs) the environment. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i just spit water all over myself or tea I... <laughs> and all over your glasses oh, all over my your hands God. i don't know why i thought it was so funny like you said they crocheted, crocheted themselves, themselves a, a niche? niche oh a niche a, ni- a niece i thought you said like uh, like a little a young girl yes they, I... <laughs> they
0: crocheted themselves a small girl <laughs>
1: like, i don't know who
0: may only call them auntie
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know what i was picturing but fuck it was funny
0: Oh, my God! Okay, I'm
1: not gonna drink while you're talking. No nope. one. So, oh, I'm soaking wet now. <laughs> so basically, they
0: collect plastic bags and turn them into sleeping mats um using crochet hooks. Oh, and cool. the woman who uh, I guess, like started this little group said it's addictive. Um it gets to it gets to the point that you do two or three and you say, "Hey, I'm actually making a difference in someone's life and want to do more." So they get together every Thursday and they cut the bags into strips and crochet
1: and like how thick are the bags like they or they get the sleeping mats pretty thick i guess um they must be if they're sleeping mats yeah must be oh that's awesome that's really cool yeah and apparently it's a trend that's caught on
0: um honor students in Michigan are uh their sort of title i guess is miles of mats and they're weaving them as well so it's kind of like taking plastic out of landfills and keeping plastic out of landfills and rivers by reusing them and then also helping could you imagine that being, comfort. like, your
1: grandma or something, and, like, all you get for Christmas are always, like, crocheted garbage bag shit?
0: Well, if you were living on the street, you'd be pretty grateful for it, no? Oh, that's different. Anyway, so there's this guy named Maury Bogart, um, and he has cancer. He's 91 years old. He lives in Michigan, and, uh, he spends his time knitting hats for the homeless, um, He's knitted over 8,000 hats during the last 15 years. And it says, even though he spends his days fighting cancer and a growth on his kidney, Maury never stops stitching. Aww.
1: And
0: he said, this has been the best thing that's happened to me because I just stay in my room. So,
1: right. So it gives him something to do. He's contributing, giving back. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, and it's not just like, you know, scarves for his grandkids or whatever. He feels like he's actually for sure. giving to people that need. When he goes, why do I do it? It just makes me feel good. I bet it's also helping him live longer.
1: Yeah. Did I tell you about the the guy who was digging through my garbage by my house? Did I tell you about that? No. Right. And it was super cold out. And there's like this little area at the front of my house in our foyer where uh, my apartment where people put stuff up, like books and stuff like that right. for the taking, for the building. Curb alert. It's a bit of a curb alert. And sometimes I'm like, okay, stop leaving your garbage here. Yeah. So some of it's, it's a fine fucking line garbage. Yeah. yeah. Free. Um, You're yeah. like, no obviously. No one wants your like shit kick Jessica Simpson <laughs> hooker heels. You can get them the fuck off there. No one's using those. <laughs> the lately. broken stiletto. Yeah. yeah. No one wants those. And then, so I was coming into the building and he, there's this guy digging through the garbage and he was looking for cans and stuff. And then he goes, Hey, do you mind when you go in there? Could you look to see if there's any gloves or scarves or a hat or anything for me? And I'm like, sure, I'll take a look for sure. And so I was digging through and then there was like this weird hat, but not like a, uh, like a toque. And so uh, and he's like, nah. And he, he's like, no, it's fine. No, that's good. Thank you for looking though. And I was like, no problem. And as he walked away, to his bike. I was like, I think that's the guy that broke into <gasps> my house. It looked a lot like him and but it was hard cuz the video of him was like very nondescript that I saw. Yeah, he just it like a bike. M- might have been together. the guy, but it was just like a bald tall white guy riding a bike at my house. Ha- it looked kind of so sim- and I was just like, but, you know, whatever. So, yeah, that I didn't know if I told you that about. Oh bad. man. Yeah, yeah. But he obviously, you know, I hope I hope he sold my laptop and got money for food or something. Not enough for a toque. Well, yeah, actually, that's true. I don't, maybe it wasn't the same guy. It just really looked like it, so it was kind of weird. And I was like, what's that afterwards? But I mean, you know, whatever. Like, what are you gonna? Need yeah, to what know? do you
0: need? To be like, how's that? Uh, how's that laptop working out for you?
1: I got my new one now.
0: No, I meant like you saying that to him.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, but no, like yeah. Someone's digging for cans and begging you for a toque, and you're going to be like, oh, who's my laptop? <laughs> you liking those uh, 8,000 selfies of me and fucking <laughs> downloaded Snapchats of me that I thought looked sexy? Yeah. You don't like those? Oh, shit. Um, yeah. So that's all I have to say about them. Did you that. do your throwaway? No. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, um, so this is... I have two, and I don't know what to do, because they're you both... You couldn't
0: save one for another episode? Okay,
1: fine <laughs> i just got really excited okay so there's a girl Aisha ash she's like an elite ballerina who she's um she's danced at the american ballet company new york city ballet at the age of 18 she joined she's been performing professionally since she was 13 years old okay which is craziness wait
0: so wait how old is she now
1: um she's retired now so i don't know but she's older I don't know what that means for ballerina. In okay. her, I think she's in her, like, 20s or 30s. So she's danced solo places before. And so she was dancing with them before, like, Misty Copeland became the first black principal with the American Ballet Theatre. Right. So she she has danced solos and stuff, but she's never been a principal for them. She's done principal dancing for other people. She is from Rochester, New York, which has one of the highest crime rates in the U.S., And her whole thing is going back to her community and talking about dance being more diverse and black women embracing their softer side, um, embracing dance, seeing role models that aren't just like one dimensional and that encouraging like dance. So she's like, there's pictures of her and she's, she's commissioned this photographer to come around with her and she'll go through like where she grew up and go into, um, in different neighborhoods and, like, talk to, like, little girls and little boys about ballet. And she'll be wearing her tutu and point shoes and, like, all of that. And, and the photos are beautiful. Sure. And so it's to talk to them about it and just being about, like, you know, that they can choose what they want to be and whatever and showing them different role models. And then she sells those photos and raises money to get, like, these kids dancing and doing that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So she's just, like, and she's heard... Her dance shots are like... Pff, I'm obsessed with Misty Copeland, too. I follow yeah. her on Instagram. She's, she's so like, beautiful. She, yeah, she's gorgeous. And I've always been sort of obsessed with ballet. And I just especially love it. But, um, yeah, so she donates all the proceeds from photo sales to organizations helping inner-city youth. Um, and she gives images to donations for fundraisers or people seeking more positive imagery for their children or groups or something like that. And I just thought it was really cool. That's
0: awesome. Because, yeah. it you know, similar to... Um, figure skating ballet can be like really elitist like point shoes are really expensive fucking and
1: expensive sport. toe binders yeah. and
0: all your um uh costumes yeah. and then people paying tickets to come and see you and yeah. uh yeah and a lot of training and all that kind of stuff but If you have a dream to know that it's, you know, and there it's so, yeah, like she said, it's much more diverse world these days. And that, you know, even if it's expensive or whatever it is, I mean, there's scholarships and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And like, and she says, like, you know, in 2016, Misty Copeland became the first principal. And that's great. And she's celebrating that. But she's like, it's 2016. Like, really? This is the first time ever that a black woman has become a principal dancer in the American ballet and not yeah. for not having these amazingly ta- talented ballerinas before No, her, of course not. But it's because of all this other bullshit. So, but she seems really cool and her photo, the photos are What's gorgeous. What's her name? Her name is Aisha Ash. Oh, right, so right, So right. A-E-S-H-A Ash, like A-S-H. Cool. I'll yeah. i check her out. That's,
0: uh, that's me. What about you? What's your throwaway? So I have um, a six-year-old... Completing a triathlon after three open heart
1: surgeries. Shut your mouth hole.
0: Um, I think it's a kids triathlon, but I don't necessarily okay. know I mean, what still, that means. Fucking
1: amazing! I can't do a kids triathlon. <laughs> no shit, right? Could you? Um, oh my god.
0: Uh, where does it say that it was a kids triathlon? Oh yeah, um, the Long Beach Kids Triathlon.
1: That is crazy. Good for him. So I guess there's different ones. Um, Oh, so for different age groups. So he's six. So it's saying he'd be the red bib color for this particular one. There's all different, you know. So you'd swim 25 meters, which is half the length of an Olympic swimming pool. For a six-year-old, you bike 1.5K. And then you run 500 meters. Just amazing. Oh, that's so cool. I love. I didn't know they had kids' triathlons. Me neither. That
0: seems a little questionable to me. Slightly toddler and tiara, like, associated. Are
1: their parents hardcore, like, protein?
0: Whoa! Well, that's what <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Like, push-ups. You see, like, bodybuilder kids? That's, that's different. That's fucking disgusting. That is. And that's different. <laughs> it but, is different.
1: Yeah. I guess it's not weirder than having, like, five-year-olds competing in gymnastics shit and, like... Making, like, 12-year-olds go to the Olympics. Yeah. Totally. Um, wow. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah. What are you going to try to do? Or, do you want me to go?
0: Yeah, you go. go. I'll
1: go. I'm going to, I kind of want to arrange a, (laughs) this sounds kind of stupid. I want to arrange, like, a fundraiser comedy night. But I don't really know what I want to fundraise for. But I want to do something like that. Like, a charity comedy night. Yep. That's Um, awesome. So what that is, we should. I think you and me. I think yeah, we should do it and totally. Host like a fundraising comedy somewhere, um, and just like a one-off.
0: Yeah, just like a one-off sugar show, and baby. just stack
1: it with like a great, lineup. a great lineup of cool comics for a good cause.
0: I would um, love nothing more. Yeah. Okay, can that be mine too? Yeah. I'm okay. gonna do a comedy fundraising <laughs> show with Kate. Perfect. Yay. Yay.
1: That was great. Okay. That was just, so good. That makes me feel happier. Let's try and do better. We're just, we're all trying. We're, we're just, just trying doing, to Yeah, do and doing better. We're doing it. Yeah, I feel like we are too. All right. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe.